Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who isn't even the go-to guy when they're looking for someone with his face. It's Richard Herring! Hooray! Hello! I can tell already you're much better than last week's audience. I can tell that already. So... Can tell just from the start. Uh, this is Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. But someone just came up to me just backstage and said, "You know what? I call it now instead of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I call it Rahalestapa." <laughs> it's catching on. Uh, and uh, let's have a quick uh, chat to the audience. We uh, uh, our guest this week has to dash off to do a proper gig. So I look at this man looking down at the floor. That's what he's looking. So if I he's thinking, if I look down. Rich won't pick on me. That is my. If I act like a kind of. What's, it, what's that animal that puts its head in the sand? 
I was gonna I want to say stalk. Thanks, Andy. You're really helping. I'm, I don't know, I'm acting like a stalk. That's why that's I'm gonna make some margarine down here. I don't know what what's what's your name? Uh, Tao. Pardon? Tao. Tao, like the yeah. well, like the uh, Irish crisps. I know there's a Tato. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the third when I went to uh, uh, I was gonna say Berlin, I'm really fucked. No, what's wrong with me? When I went to Belfast uh, last weekend, the first thing you see when you get off the plane is a uh, vending machine saying Tato on it. Thinking, Welcome to Ireland. <laughs> Have a potato, Tao. That's nice. What do you? That's like. Is, are you uh, the child of hippies? Yes, yeah, that's, I got that. And, but you now work in computers. What's that? Yeah, what's that? What's that? What's that? How did that happen? Is that rebelling against... Yeah, you're rebelling. I'm like a psychic, aren't I? It's amazing. You're thinking, you've not been before. How's he doing this? It's just, that's, what every, that's everyone who comes. So what, what, what do you do with computers? IT? Uh, I'm a you're a business analyst, which is IT, and it? it's the same... <laughs> Same thing. What's the best business you have ever analysed? <laughs> and what was it bet good compared to? It's a hard question. What's the most exciting thing that's happened to you this week? Uh, I got lost in Putney and had to spend an evening in a hotel. You got lost in Putney and had to spend an evening in a hotel? <laughs> Is that what he told you? Is that what he told you? <laughs> And then a man jumped on me and bit me all over me and scratched me and ravaged my penis so it looks like a little nub. Uh, well, how did you, you got lost in Putney. You could just say, where am I and how do I get to the, the tube? You missed the train. So there's buses from Putney or a cab. It's not like, oh, you could just walk over the bridge. I, was, I run down Putney. You know, part of um, the film Sliding Doors is filmed in Putney. <laughs> When you look at it, it's the, when they drive, they, they're rowing. He's a rower, I'd forgotten. I just watched Sliding Doors uh, last weekend again to, to punish myself. And uh, I'd forgotten that uh, the guy, as well as reciting Monty Python sketches, which would mean you'd never get a girlfriend, he's also a rower, which means you would never get a girlfriend. And he's not, he doesn't look like a rower. Anyway, that's, look out for that next time you're in. Are you going to go back to Putney or are you scared? Where did you stay? What, whereabouts in Putney did you stay? You got to Earl's Court. <laughs> then you thought, right, well, I'll never get back to civilization tonight. <laughs> From here. <laughs> were you very drunk? Is that what was happening? You were a bit drunk. And what's, what's your name? You were seeing nervous as well. That's, and you haven't learned that that's what I pick, I pick up on that. It's like, what's your name? Nicky. Nicky, and you're with Teo? You, are you married to him? No, don't do that. He can't even get, find his way out of Putney. Uh, so, what do you do for a living? I work in construction. You work in construction? <laughs> I'm, I'm astonished. I also thought of something so appalling to say. Uh, that I, <laughs> I really, it was terrible. It was genuinely awful, what I thought. And I nearly said it, and then I thought, thank God I didn't say that. Do you actually do building yourself, or do you design buildings, or do you just order the bricks? <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I, th- I was excited. I thought you were like a builder. Have you done any? Have you ever built a thing? If I had some bricks and said, "Could you make a wall? Could you do that?" Yeah, yeah that's well, that's good enough for me because I can't. You wouldn't sit on it. Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit on it. It's a wall. I mean, I am. Not, I'm not Humpty Dumpty, am I? I'm a, a human being. I'm not an egg. I said egg. So um. 
Let's crack on, because uh, uh, our next guest has to go off, as I said, do a proper gig. He's a proper working comedian. Uh, you may have seen him. He is best known for his appearance on Spicks and Specs. He's also been on... Sp- <laughs> like our last week's guest, he's been on Spicks and Specs, and we didn't talk about that last week. So you are assuming, and actually what he said, uh, Brendan Burns, you would assume he was a disabledist. But I don't think Spicks and Specs has anything to do with that. Will you please welcome the amazing James Acaster, ladies and gentlemen. James Acaster, come on in. Here he is. Sit down. Uh, pick up a pick up a microphone. Thank you. Uh, if you want to find out about uh, the badminton match that James has just played, you'll have to pay a pound a month to watch it. It's really good. It was really amazing. What is Spi- like what what is uh, Spicks and Specs? Is because that's what you're best known for. But yeah. people will want to know what it is. Uh, Spicks and Specs is an Australian panel show about music, um, where you're encouraged by the producers. Not to be, I quote, all mean like on Buzzcocks. <laughs> <laughs> they're very anti, never mind the Buzzcocks on the Spicks and Specs. Yeah, they're like, so mean on Buzzcocks, they're so bullying. <laughs> Everyone's bullies on it. And don't be a bully, yeah. and just be nice and be supportive. And then you kind of sit there as an English comic going, I don't know why they think I'm going to be bullying and stuff. And then you listen to everyone else on the panel being nice, and you think, are oh, these soft bastards? <laughs> <laughs> you genuinely get a, bit, a little bit like, why are you being so nice? Going? I really like all music and all yeah. musicians. It's really weird how like, suddenly you, you kind of say stuff, something positive yeah. as a compliment to someone and everyone in the audience laughs. You go, why are you laughing? You're all looking worse than me if you think that's funny. You think me saying, well, you're a really good song. Like, ha, ha, ha. That's not... That would make me feel good if I'd written that song. Someone said good song and everyone laughed. <laughs> so, oh, it's weird. So you just come across as sarcastic, is that what you're saying? Well, they, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I, I do anyway. Yeah, so I think that's, the, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You do a little bit. So yeah. you, uh, you were out in Australia in the spring uh, yeah. this year. Yeah. Where you, did you win and you won? Because this is unusual for you. You actually won the award. I didn't. I didn't win oh, anything. Did you not I won something in New Zealand. Oh, that's what but, that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Count, does it? That was the, yeah. <laughs> Melbourne didn't, didn't no. even get nominated. Didn't it, was, it was weird. It's weird feeling. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. Because you've been nominated three times in a row for the Edinburgh Comedy Award, whatever they call that now. Yeah. I think they've called it the Richard Herring Award. Just they do out call respe- it that. Out of respect for Unofficially, for they I've call done. it that. Yeah. They go, uh, every year they go, yeah. well done. In the Herrings again. <laughs> uh, and Al Murray was nominated three times for the, that award in a row. And then I think won it the fourth time. He did, yes. So is it you're hoping that next year will be your year? No. No. I think I would be insane to wish that on myself again. <laughs> you, uh, you have, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's nice now to be able to go, yeah, three times in a row. But it's a hellish month of everyone going, is, is, is it this year? Is this gonna, are you going to do it this year? And you're going, I haven't entered anything. <laughs> I've come here with a show to do my show to people because I think it's funny. And then everyone's like, oh. like at the end of this fringe, um, the Times... Uh, Oh, I'll say, Alex Hardy, for the Times, <laughs> uh, just uh, put me on the front cover of the Times magazine uh, as a sad clown, uh, which, which is a, a photo that existed anyway. Yeah, well, you uh, walked into that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That photo. Shit, obviously, you know, anything you do, you've always got to think about how journalists are going to use it to crap on you. But, like, <laughs> I uh, had a picture of me as a sad clown. She just put it as the main photo on the front cover of the Times magazine with better luck next year. <laughs> you know, and that wasn't... You know, she was on the panel as well. Yeah. And you're like, that's not... I didn't enter... This isn't me going, I'm going to win, everyone, and announcing it and going, watch this, I'm going to win it, and then going there. You go, oh, I think this show's funny. I hope people think it's funny and come and see it. I'm trying to get better as a comedian. And, uh, and then they go, she goes, no, try again next year. You go, what? Three times in a row. I can't try again. 
If you ever kill yourself whilst dressed as a clown, they're going to use that picture. They'll use it. That is, that, they will love it so much. They'll be great. Go, look, is there a luck. picture of him looking sad? There's a picture of him dressed as a clown. It's like, brilliant. Double whammy, better luck next life. Unlucky, <laughs> <laughs> mate. So, I, you know, I saw you on... I was talking about this backstage, but I saw you uh, on Mock the Week last week. Was that mm. your first time on Mock the it Week? It was, yeah, first time. It's just, it was a very confident debut. I Thank thought. you. It was very, uh, and I thought it was quite... I don't really watch Mock the Week very often, and I only, cha- yeah. I only chanced to cross it. Uh, and um, it's, I, it's, it was quite interesting, because there was like three new... And I'd say newer comics, but kind of established on yeah. the cir- stand-up circuit, but newer to TV. So it was you and Josh Widdicombe and Sarah Pascoe. Yeah. And then there was the old guard. Sure. And it seemed... It was felt to me like there was a sort of slight... Was there a tension in the studio between the, between the different... The older comedians and the young comedians. Because it felt to me, watching it, mm-hmm. that the... I'll say this because I know all of them. The older comedians were doing quite hack and obvious st- jokes. And then the young comedians were coming in and doing their good stuff. And the older comedians like going, Oh, fuck. They're going to they're gonna replace us with these, with these people who can actually do proper jokes that aren't just work to a formula. Is that how it felt to you in the studio? <laughs> what do you want me to say to that, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, uh, genuinely, it did not yeah. feel like that no. in the studio at all. Um, I uh, felt like a kid on his first day of school. They're very uh, mock the week because there's a lot of like, you know, you start off here, and then you go over there and you do a bit of stand up, and then you come back, and then this happens. And, uh, so there's a run through in the daytime where I felt like a little kid who was just there for the first time. Yeah. And looking at there's a run, there's a run through. Yeah, I, thought, a... I thought the whole thing was just ad lib. Yeah, well, it is all improvised, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I was just kind of like... Also, I felt like the worst kind of kid on a first day at school because I knew Josh and Sarah. So I think if you know... <laughs> if you go to a different school and you know someone, you kind of glum onto them all day. Just like, <laughs> and I felt like that. I was like in the run through, looking over at those guys like... And, uh, I, hey. and uh, so I looked even, even lamer. And everyone was very nice and welcoming. And I, I, like, I know Ed Byrne anyway. He's always yeah. been like, nice to me. And, and uh, the other guys, I've never met them before. It was great. So I felt... It is the most I've enjoyed, I think, doing a panel show, and I've enjoyed a lot of them, but like that one, because you're, you're all comics, and you're in a little semicircle as well, you're not at opposite ends of the room. And I thought, because of like, you know, um, and they know it's got this reputation as well, because they say it to you as soon as you go there. Like, yeah. you, you heard it's really competitive and really alpha male and all this, and actually, it was the least like that yeah. I've ever done of anything. It was just I really don't think it's, I think it's changed because I, I, I so. actually stopped watching because I, I didn't like it. It was too. Yeah. I just didn't like that alpha male esque thing that happens backstage at a lot of all yeah. used to at comedy clubs that everyone's trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And now it seems a lot more accepting. To be fair, I am being. It's like you were doing. You did a very good bit of observational comedy about um, uh, cheese grater. It was very good, uh, and it just kept on. It, it cut to like. Thank you very much it, it, it for cut watching. To, cut to Hugh Dennis going. <laughs> And so it just made me think, he's thinking, ah, oh, fuck. Is there, he can do, like, proper comedy. <laughs> he, no, he, was, he was nice. He was, uh, and also, I feel like, you know, obviously, on, on the record, everyone seemed to be having as good a one as anyone else. Yeah. And it is just, I think, it's just that now they're mixing up the genres of comedy a bit. Yeah. So you will watch it and go, those three, make it, those three look stupid. <laughs> you know, but someone else will be watching it going... These three new kids are a bunch of shit. <laughs> and I, I like the old guys. So it's, like, it's just a bit more of a mixture, which allows you to find your place in that world. Yeah, yeah. 
and do it and, and just go, where do I fit in here? No, of course. You and know? it is good. And with in all seriousness, I mean, I think that it, it's... Because it, it's the problem with a lot... A lot of these panel shows have existed for a long time and there's yeah. a lot of people with their feet comfortably under the desk and, uh, you know, don't have to try as hard. So new people will come on and try hard and, and mm. it'll be... Uh, it just sh- shows with something like that that you don't necessarily even have to have the regular... You know, I'm not saying Andy Parsons and Hugh Dennis should never be on it again. Mm. But... Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but if they were on every other yeah. week, then it wouldn't. It's a lot. Of, it's difficult to go in every week and do, you know, to do that stuff. You could, yeah. if you were in every week, you would go. Oh, I've used up my cheese grater yeah, routine I, I, now. I'll, I'll have to do the apple and the orchard one. And yeah, I'll, I'll have just to do the apricot. Slowly one. burn through <laughs> until I'm doing just like yeah, Yoko Ono material that I thought I'd never do on TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it would be quite hard. And like, I mean, you know, like the stand-up round was just me and Josh. Yeah, and it used to be there was six of them all going up and doing a bit of stand-up. And now it's just weird to have just me and my mate, who three years ago we did a free fringe show together that no one came to. You're just there going, ah, this is fun. But, um, but yeah, there was no... So I think, yeah, there's, there's less of that going on. Yeah. Cool. And you have been... We talked about... Uh, JC Long was on, and we talked about oh. a car crash that she had, which yeah. you, were, you were in. Responsible for. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to... I was, I was driving... <laughs> But you've had, uh, you've had, have you had three car crashes? Three car crashes that yeah. people should have died in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, were they all your responsibility? All of them were my fault, yeah. All of them was me. I fucked up and, uh, yeah. Where did the Josie Long car crash come in, the triumvirate? Third. The, it was the third uh, one. Each one got worse than the one before <laughs> it. Um, to the point where, like, yeah, the one with Josie, I remember just standing by the side of the road just going, oh, I've really got to stop driving because, like... <laughs> That car is buried in logs, and uh, there's a log lorry there that's upturned. And that, that, the, the driver of that lorry was very... He was the only person who's ever got angry at me as well. <laughs> After the, the other car crashes, they've... Or the other times I've uh, made people crash, they've all been quite nice to me. But like that one, the guy kind of... He got out, and he couldn't, couldn't get to me because there was a sea of logs in between <laughs> me and him. So he just did a very clever trick where he just went, Are you OK, guys? Which one's the driver? And I went, oh, he's a bit... It's me. And he was like, you're a fucking cunt, mate. And I was like, oh, 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 I walked into that so bad. And, it, and, it, and obviously Josie was there going, that's not very nice, is it? And I was like, I'll be nice to him. Uh, so accurate. So you tried to over, yeah. that was, you tried to overtake quite a long log lorry. Yeah. Uh, and there wasn't room to do it and you had to sort of pull into the log lorry. Yeah, well, um, which then dragged you but by the time, yeah, by the time we got to, a, to the corner, we still hadn't overtaken the lorry and four cars came around the corner head on with us. So I had to steer in between the cars and the lorry. And the car at the front of that went into a ditch. And um, I remember being by the side of the road and seeing a man coming out of the car and they gave him a Zimmer frame and then he was losing that to walk. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And then then a a policeman went, don't worry, you already needed that. (laughs) (laughs) Which you could... Sort of assumed the I fact mean, that he had a Zimmer frame. Yeah, but for, you know, in your head at the time <laughs> when you're in shock. Thinking, I'm glad I've got glad I put that Zimmer frame yeah. in the car in case of accidents yeah. being crippled. I was in a weird position where yeah. I was like, oh good, I'm glad that all I did was make a disabled man crash his car. <laughs> That's uh, no, no harm done. <laughs> if you could all come to the accident pre-injured, it would make me feel a lot better. At what point after the car crash with Josie did you say, who's going to do the routine about this car crash? How oh, long was it? Oh, pretty much 
I didn't say anything. I thought, I'm never going to do this as, a, as comedy material. And then I was, we, we were literally in the car on the way back from the crash, and she went, can I do this as a thing? Yeah, if you want, you psycho. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, and then on my way home from that car crash, I, I, I got in a train to go back to Kettering, and um, my train nearly derailed because it, it hit a falling log. Happened and then it rolled down the hill. Yeah, from, yeah. It? it was like it had just been rolling ever since the crash. And then I trained, but when it's when the train started to derail, when the train nearly derailed, it started shaking. And I knew it was nearly derailing because I've been in a train that's derailed before. <laughs> when me and me and me and Josh Whittacombe were uh, on a train to Leicester, and and our our train, the wheels just dropped out the train, just <laughs> fell, out, fell off the train. And the whole train just went onto the ground and for about five minutes was just going really fast on the ground. So that all these stones and rocks were arching over the train and smashing the windows. And then it stopped. And then we were delayed for five hours because we were waiting for a rescue train. And then the rescue train got there at night. So they had to go to the fire brigade. And then that took another hour. And then the fire brigade and the rescue train people argued about what side of the train to evacuate us on. That was another hour. <laughs> And it's awful. And I remember getting on the rescue train and seeing a guy go to... Um, we got on and then we were told the buffet was free on the rescue train. It was free. <laughs> so uh, I saw a guy go on and his wife was right at the end of the carriage and he went on and he, he got a free Stella. And then he turned around to his wife and pointed at it and went, Yeah! Like, it's like, mate, it was not worth it. Your whole day's ruined. He's like, free booze! I told you! I love rescue trains. <laughs> And what were the other two? Were the other two car crashes? Did it, no, it's, no one's died in any of these. No fatalities, no injuries. Right. Uh, apart from the pre-injured. Um, the uh, <laughs> the second the second car crash I had. The first car crash was eight days after I passed my driving test. Yeah. And uh, I had my parents' Ford Fiesta just went too fast around a corner on some back roads, and just like pinballed it against a, a, a hedge for a bit until it didn't work anymore. Um, and um, I, I was balancing on two wheels at one point during that, the two right wheels, and just doing that, and kind of going, I know that if this car rolls, I'm going to break my neck, because it's a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> I was just getting ready for, well, it's going to go that way, and I'm going to die. And then it <laughs> went all back on four wheels again. I was very relieved. Um, and then the second time was the first car, or the only car I've ever owned, and it was when I was in a band, and we had our very last gig, which was in North Yorkshire. We had a very long drive home, and about 20 minutes from home on a dual carriageway, I fell asleep and smashed, smashed into a lorry uh, going at 80 miles an hour. Zero fatalities. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that one, that one was pretty bad as well. That yeah. one was like no front and back to the car at the end and all the windows exploded and we lost our bongo. <laughs> pretty gutting. So you're sort of ch- uh, Frank Spencer, but yeah. uncharmed, though, as well. It's like yeah, it's fun of destination, kind yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, no, no one dies. No so one you, dies. Yeah, Final Destination people die, don't they? Yeah, they, well, they do, but that might, if it's Final Destination, they might start dying in the order they should have died. In yeah. The <laughs> Though, to be fair, it would only be the first car you crashed, that so that would be the case, which would be you. Me? Oh, and because there were, sorry, there was actually two other people oh, eventually involved in that. When there's like, yeah, I was, my car stopped in the middle of the road, yeah. and two cars were coming very fast, one towards me, one behind me. Okay. And then they both saw me at the last minute, went to overtake and hit each other. <laughs> Why are you road. allowed to drive again? I'm, I'm not was letting not, myself drive anymore. Is there not a point when you, you know, said, you want to drive on the tour? You went, 
No, I, I well, won't. I thought for that I won't one, do that. Now I say no. Yeah. But for that one, I was like, I've, cra- I've only crashed twice, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to crash again. So, Law of averages. Yeah, it'd be fine. I probably won't crash. And the weird thing is, is that when I'm not crashing, I'm very safe. <laughs> like I'm a really safe driver. I'm very cautious and careful. So I didn't really think. Oh, and, and also it was annoying because it was the first time I'd driven since the last time I'd crashed was Josie's tour because my insurance had gone back to normal by then right. you had to like wait three years here's a little trick you can do uh, when you do write your car just don't drive yeah. for three years well, and it goes back know, to normal yeah I really know all the loopholes so, <laughs> so it was really annoying and then I was like yeah okay I should stop because every time I've attempted to drive for a yeah. bit it's ended in this let's so. <laughs> leave it now be nice to, but you know it'd be nice to do one where someone died, though, wouldn't it? Just what? Just once? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> just I always think that's, that's why I like driving. If I did do one and anyone got injured or died, that feels bad enough as it is, I guess. But let alone when you kind of go, you have to answer the people going, "Have you ever had anything like this happening to you before?" Yeah, I've had about three warning shots before <laughs> this, and then I just decided to carry on anyway, and I killed that guy. Oh, it could have been avoided very much so. But I don't want to get on trains because they're not very safe either. So <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So you uh, worked at uh, Wicksteed Park, is that yes, right? Yes, sir, yes. Is that, is that in Kettering? That is in Kettering. It's, um, I, don't, I don't really know Wicksteed One of the Park. country's first theme parks. Oh, is it? Um, roller coasters. I was on... Um, Drinks and ice creams. Okay. I was just on uh, in the oak tree. Well, they don't want to let you near the roller coaster for guys. <laughs> Driving that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cassie, you've got a pretty good sense of direction. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, so I, I was doing, I, I was just 
drink fizzy drinks and eat ice creams all day. Right. I, I was, it was very quiet when I worked there. I was in the off season, yeah. and uh, there was two hatches, one for ice creams, one for drinks. And I would there was ice blasts, which are like fizzy slush puppies, yeah. and then the actual fizzy drinks. So I spent all day mixing them to see what would, what the combo was the best. And I'd go onto the ice creams and uh, just, just eat ice cream all the time. <laughs> and I, I don't know how I've not got diabetes. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, it was, that was my first job, £3 an hour. That's not bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but, you do 10 hours, 30 quid. Yeah, sure. That's good maths. <laughs> Excellent maths there. Um, I should have, yeah. I didn't work that out at the time. But um, yeah. It's me, Sanjan Chen. I remember my first day there thinking that that's when I... Really, you know, you think... I don't know about you, but my whole life I was like, I am going to do something creative. There's no way I'm going to do a normal job. Yeah. And I had that in my head all the time. So I put off getting a proper job for as long as I could. My mum made me get the Wixty Park job. And she said, it, it would be fun, you'll enjoy it. So I've been so silly <laughs> about like, what, what did I do other stuff. Like, fine. I went and the first day, Chetin showed me around the, uh, the oak tree. And we got to the uh, hot drinks machine. And he went, uh, so you put like, tea in there and coffee. And this is the hot chocolate powder. It comes in the packet and you open it up. At one time, right, I opened it up and all the hot chocolate puffed in my face. And then later on, I sneezed. It tasted like chocolate. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I do not want a normal job. I can't. <laughs> I can't become like that. If that becomes my main story... <laughs> That I tell people about this time I sneezed and it tasted like chocolate. <laughs> I kill myself. I, I, was, I was like, I can't do it. So, yeah, it, was, it was really, really pushed me to. That is the kind of. Well, sometimes when we watch old bullseyes or stuff like that, those yeah. kind of quiz shows where they ask people about, you know, they have one funny story and it is yeah. something like that and you kind of think, fuck. That yeah. is your, that is the, that's the it. only story you have from your entire life. Yeah. I mean, if you go on, they won't be able to do the quiz. Just, yeah, yeah. The guy, just going through the accident. Let me tell been. you a funny story, Jim. <laughs> You were born in 1985. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah, fucking hell. Who's made a sound I there? could have had sex by then. <laughs> I had shaking done. his head. I could be Here's your dad thing, if right? I'd I had don't sex. Get, I, I don't understand. Uh, it's the thing, isn't it? Every time you, you say when people were born, I, I, it's like, oh, God, he was born in... As if you didn't know people were born in 1985. <laughs> That's a thing, mate. Everyone, it's not a year in history where it was like, everyone take a break for a year. If you're pregnant, hold it in. Just feels like to me and that elderly gentleman there. Sure. Just deal with it, mate. Anyone born in 1985 would be about six now. Yeah. That's what it feels like. So if you be sitting here, probably 17 years old, yeah. it's making like no one can do maths in this audience. Yeah, they can't, they? They're, well, they're actually going, oh, he must be. He's 17. Yeah, he must be 17. He was born in 1985. Yeah, yeah he's 17. Uh, <laughs> sitting here, all pubed up in front of you. It's terrifying. I, had, I didn't have sex till uh, 1987. Oh, really? So, you know, you're a I couple remember of those first two years of my life were very bo- dull and boring, and then <laughs> yeah. the world changed. <laughs> when I was there two. Was a Everyone seemed happier. There was a crossover where we were both virgins, and that, yeah. that, is, that is something that should not have happened <laughs> in any, in yeah, any so much in common those first two years. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of sex, uh, I have been to uh, the Brickcom, Dirty Brickcom Confessions website. Have you seen this website? I know of this website, you know, yeah. Oh, Brend- Jesus. Brendan Burns. Not on it. Not I mean, on not, it? Not even, and he's not British, but there's a non-British section. Yeah. No one wants to have sex. Despite his really? claims that he looks like Matthew Broderick <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and that he used to be really sexy, nobody. I mean, and I tell you, there are some right that, ugly cases on there. There's some real surprises on that website, yeah. Uh, you, there, there's a couple. There aren't. There aren't too many for you. But this is the this is the main one for you. I think not. I'd like nothing more 
I'd like nothing more. Nothing. This is the person's number one thing they would like in life. <laughs> in the yeah. whole of their life. Than to go shopping for jumpers with James A. Kastner. <laughs> this is a dirty confession, this, isn't this it? Is a dirty, it gets dirty towards the end. Yeah. And then wrap ourselves in knitwear and cuddle up to watch stupid movies all night. Yeah. And then I'd like to fuck him. <laughs> Sounds that's, about right. That's what he's building up. That's to. what I'd do. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd want to go shopping for jumpers together. <laughs> yeah. Which is not, not, not my idea of yeah. a good time. And then snuggle up in knitwear. Is that yeah. like we're both wearing jumpers or we've made a little nest of jumpers and we're just all cocooned in there? I don't know. I guess it's up to you to iron that out with the, t- the person yeah. you're doing. Yeah, this. she's the one making the... I, I should be good or to he. Shots. Don't, it could be a he. Could be a he. Who knows? <laughs> They'd like to fuck me. Yeah. Yeah, could be a he. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. Do you hope so? Well, do you know what? I have a weird to... thing that whenever like, I meet uh, a gay man who, yeah. uh, who says he fancies me, yeah. I just feel great. Okay. I, just, I almost feel like I'm even more liberal. Yeah. Because gay <laughs> men fancy me. They haven't looked at you and discounted you as, as yeah. if you're a... That man's clearly homophobic and wouldn't yeah. have sex with me. Unless that's the turn on, but like, you yeah, know. Some of them like that. Um, yeah, some of them, some of them, <laughs> yeah, no, some of them love it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always, I always like it. When so I maybe. first met Paul Sinner, yeah. uh, he said to me, I used to really fancy you. And I said, what, what changed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what went, did change? What went wrong? I don't know. He, was in, but he didn't have an answer to that. It was quite embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was that. Did he fancy you until 1987? <laughs> until you lost oh, your no, virginity. He's, it was, he's, you know, been, he's been done now. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Uh, and, uh, so, yeah. I'll ask you an emergency question, because uh, things went wrong for me there. Uh, when I went, mm, yeah. And, oh, really? Uh, so, do you get, ever get mistaken for a different per- celebrity? Have you ever been mistaken for someone else who is famous? Only in- Josh. Really, you and Josh. Yeah, Williams. I've been I've been mistaken for Josh Whittingham before. He'll be at comedy clubs, uh, so they've, they've seen me do a gig, yeah. and so they've gone. As oh, a comedian, oh, I've seen him before. And they come up to me afterwards, and um, it's always like takes me a while to realise they've mistaken me. So like, I'll think I'm getting, I'll be loving the compliments. <laughs> going, mate, you're brilliant. I've seen you loads now. So I see, oh, you're really great on all your TV stuff. And then they'll go, oh, I really love you on the last leg. Oh, it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not me. So yeah, sometimes. But it's only ever Josh. It's because like, they see me do stand-up. And then uh, on Mot the Week, actually, my, yeah. uh, my nephew, my two-year-old nephew, uh, watched it with, with his dad. And um, apparently as soon as he saw me, it was like Uncle James. But then for the whole episode, confused me with Josh. Oh, wow, for the whole thing, we get very confused for the whole thing. So, yeah. you know. I, to me, you look a little bit like uh, a young Rod Hull. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been mistaken for a young Rod Hull? Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, it's born in 1985. I don't know who that yeah. is, mate. <laughs> um, no, I've never been. I've never been mistaken for a young Rod Hull. Uh, as long as you don't know, go around with an emu. Yeah, it'd be I'd weird be if, right if you're walking around with an emu on a roof. Yeah. Like no one, no one's ever like, no, no one's ever said. To me, are you a young Rod Hull? <laughs> because that would, there's so much that they would have to be assuming there. <laughs> yeah. you know, and also, I'd have to break it to them very it'd be awful, wouldn't it? Because, like, you came back somehow. <laughs> no, Could have cloned him, because a clone is not like a direct copy. A clone would be. Yeah. You cloned Rod Hull. You could do it now if you could find some of Rod Hull's yeah. DNA. <laughs> Which, yeah, where would that be, Rich? Maybe. Go on. Trapped in some amber. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> it's a mosquito. Yeah. Uh, 
you could take that out and you would yeah. make it. If you made a rod hole clone, it wouldn't be like a 60-year-old man running yeah. around on a roof. It yeah. would be a baby. <laughs> That's not what he did, is it? He didn't just always run around on roofs, just like from roof to rooftop like a thief in the night. But when he died, he's like, well, it's going to happen sooner or later. We told him. It's only a matter of time before he fell off one of, one of these roofs. Or another way he could have cloned uh, you, himself was to have sex with your mum in 1984. <laughs> and my mum, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, then you, know, you she, could have been the result. That would definitely not happen. She's a, a saint. And, okay. and also, although she, well, not so uh, much of a saint. She, she has is a bird lover. She does like bird watching and stuff like does that. So he could have seduced her. In, uh, yeah, just like lure her in with the emu. And then, if he like, came in with the emu, she'd go, oh. Yeah, yeah, with binoculars. <laughs> And I've been looking and then probably, yeah. Like, she just take him off for a while just to like whatever, readjust and, and then just be his cock. <laughs> and he had <laughs> quite an impressive, by all accounts. Did he? Yeah. Quite, did he? Yeah, by all well, accounts. Very impressive. impressive uh, you know. who, who did you hear that? Uh, there's all sorts. So, well, I, met, I have met Rod Hull. And okay. he, was a, he was a bit of a ladies man, let's <laughs> say. <laughs> let's say if he hadn't fallen yeah. off that roof, he might be in the papers now for a different <laughs> reason. Right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, uh, but no, there was a documentary. He did. He was. They were all in the nineteen seventies. He didn't matter what you did. Yeah. As long as you were on TV, it didn't matter how ugly you were. I'm not yep. saying Rod Hull's ugly. Sure, mate. Uh, it's, uh, it's just, just keep I'm, it going. I was thinking of some of the other ones. So, some people want to go. <laughs> some people want to go jumper shopping with me. So like, <laughs> bear that in mind. Didn't matter if your job was to run around squeezing the testicles of small boys with uh, your hand covered in a bird costume. Yeah. You would work women were interested in me, you would have sex with you, and you and then you became so. the king of that domain and assumed all women wouldn't have sex with you. That is my theory. Yeah, about the 1970s and 1980s, <laughs> uh, sometimes incorrectly. You know, if they'd all thought to have like a puppet on the end of their hand, they'd more of them would have got away a with it. You know, they would have. There's quite a lot of uh, puppets were a lot more yeah. common back then. So I think a lot of them probably did do that. And well, I was it Gordon the Gopher, Ed the for Duck? me, the ventriloquists and the puppeteers, because Rod Howard isn't even a ventriloquist, that's the. No, what, he, just or he could just do that. That was, that was his. He didn't even talk, did it? <laughs> didn't talk. It's just nasty. It's the way of. The thing he learnt was to do. I mean, that's the skill. Was. Yeah. That's essentially yeah. what his job was. It was very funny. I loved it. I loved it. It would have been out of order for him to have an act where occasionally he punched people. <laughs> yeah. Just been standing there like that with his arm. If it was Parkinson, he just came and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have been, been awful. <laughs> he got so. parky, didn't he? So, uh, yeah. But, like, Ted Rogers, again, before your time. Yeah, I don't his, really know. That was his job. That was something he could do. That was, it was very easy to get on the TV in the 1980s, 1970s. Very clever. Very clever. Anything hand-based, people were very... Yeah. Just too good in the night. But you were just what was that one you did? Couldn't believe it. Is that the emu again? That's Ted, Rod- Ted, Rod- that's Ted Rogers. Oh, hold on. Ted Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's, the, very what's the puppet? That's, that's Emu. What's the puppet Ted Rogers has? He didn't have it. That was there. We didn't even have a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's three, two, one. one. <laughs> did he do three, two, that's one? He did. I mean, if he put a puppet on that, he might have got yeah. fifteen years out of three, two, yeah. one. <laughs> it was like there was a little <laughs> just doing that gerbil jumping around. It could only have the dexterity. Screwing a light bulb. You just need three. You could have three different um, holes inside the puppet. Yep. And then do you know? And then be each three could be. It could have been like an expressive, amazing puppet. He could have done two arms and a face. 
Did you ever meet, when you were a kid, because I was thinking the other, I was talk, maybe I talked about it in this one of the other podcasts, but I met Don Estelle when I was a uh, kid. Congrats. He was from uh, Ain't Enough Hot Mum, before okay. your time. And I was rude to him, and I met Ted Rogers and I was rude to him. Yeah. Did you ever meet anyone in the... Any celebrities? In 1996. Yeah. It could be me, couldn't it? That's the, that, yeah, yeah, that's the terrifying thing. To you, yeah. I am Rod Hull. Yeah. And to the, yeah. and to the, the police that... force of 2035. I am... Me and my mates are just like, why doesn't anyone know? It's clear <laughs> what he's up to. <laughs> Did you ever... Because when you get to be sort of a teenager, you start getting a bit kind of, oh, I've someone off the TV... Oh, and then you meet them in real life, and then you're rude to it. Did you ever do that? Because I did it to two different celebrities. <laughs> I was never rude to any of them. No. I, I was quite... Um, I waited outside a curry house in Kettering for an hour to get Barney from Napalm Death's autograph. Okay. Um, <laughs> there, there you go. So, a little bit of a cheer. Um, very nice man. Very yeah. polite man. Very polite. Um, <laughs> and I met Jet from Gladiators. And uh, wow. she was very, yeah, she was very cool. But no one would be rude to Jeff from Gladiators. No, you couldn't. Know. Well, you might be just. I know she does the. She's like a head psychologist on Big Brother. Did you know that? Oh, she. Yeah. She's Big still Brother. called Jet. She's still called Jet. <laughs> just scissors everyone. But like, um, <laughs> trying to learn about the housemates. <laughs> it's really inappropriate, Diane. Um, but yeah, I met, so I met Jet. As where well. did you meet? Where did you meet Jet from Gladiators? North Walsham County Fair. <laughs> yeah, her and uh, and Hunter, but I left that out because no yeah. Cobra, it was Cobra. Cobra. Cobra, who used to lift weights on his dick. Did you know that? What during the f- the fair? Not during the fair. <laughs> but uh, that was what, what he did. No, before, I did Before know. he was a gladiator. Yeah, a lot of them have their stories of what they were okay. doing beforehand. Some of them were like Olympians and stuff like that. Yeah. Like and like proper. And he just used. To, he wasn't an Olympian. No, that wasn't the Olympics. He, he just used to be part of a freak show where he lifted weights with his dick. How oh, was he? Was and, it like um, he got he got in gladiators <laughs> off the back of it? Don't know, don't know where this where the gladiator scouts were going to get there. <laughs> Uh, she's an Olympian. She's going to top probably in this freak show, see if they've got any... Well, he's impressive. I can think of a good name for him. Cobra. <laughs> right on. Could, could be. If you had to choose between um, going on a date and having full sex at the end of the date okay. with a man who was a six-foot penis yep. but dressed up as a man... And he had like uh, he had eyes in his head, yep. but he's still a penis. If you looked at the top of his head, he might be wearing a wig, but at the top of his head is a blowhole. Yeah, uh, it's not, it's not the technical term, is it? <laughs> a blowhole. Depends it what is, you're in, doing the, it is in this circumstance. He might be wearing a suit where he looked like he had shoulders, but if you took off the suit, it would just be like a rod, rod hole false arm. A, a, a false illusion. arm. Yeah, it'd be a false shoulders and false arm. A cock. So it's just basically is a six circumcised. <laughs> Good question. Uh, no, he's not, because he's from the UK. Not circumcised. He's not circumcised. So he's got, so he's got like, big a big foreskin there. Yeah. Or you, you know, pull that down like, as, a, as, as a roll neck jumper. Okay. Where are his eyes? Are his he's eyes not a human face. Obviously, he's got a human face but in the, the in human in his... face. Because if the, if the human face is on the foreskin, yeah. then if it peels he's back, his face is gone. Son. <laughs> It's underneath the foreskin. It's underneath the foreskin, but then he's got to have it peeled down all the time. Otherwise, when it goes up, he's, he can't see. He keeps it peeled down. Well, he can't always keep it peeled down. <laughs> he can't. He can't always. If he's riding up, he pulls it down. <laughs> always, constantly readjusting his foreskin. Always. Yeah. That's what he means. Constantly pulling his foreskin back in front of you when you're talking to him so he can see. Oh. 
once he, once you're, if he's erect, it's fairly down out of the way, isn't it? I mean, oh, yeah, so he's got to always be aroused. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, he's sleepy. He's, well, he wouldn't be sleepy on the date if you kept him entertained. If he, if he starts shrinking yeah. on the date, you know you're having a bad time. Yeah. So I guess when he is sleepy, it's okay, isn't it? Because he can just <laughs> yeah. have a little sleep, like a, just pull it up and have a, a little sleep inside the foreskin. And then yeah. That's back what down he again, could do. He wakes up. That is the first choice. Or just a regular man. Normal man. Uh, but instead of... He looks completely normal. Mm. But when he takes down his trousers, it turns out instead of a penis, he has another tiny man. A tiny little uh, man. Yeah. In place of his penis. But not it's his... Attached to his... His balls are still there, but his penis has not been replaced. Yeah. It's just the way he's grown. That yeah. another, hum- another tiny human little, being... Little boy. Five to nine... No, it's a grown man. Right. <laughs> no, we're not getting anything seedy here. I'm just trying to... Uh, he's probably to, five to eight inches high on average. Okay. But he's a it's little man. And he's not like a clone. He's not like you and Ruttall. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's like a different man. Maybe they got fused together he, in the womb somehow. Is he I don't going know. out from... Is his feet... <laughs> The bit that's yeah, detached, his or his head. Yeah, I'm not going to have it so it's a man. His head burrowed what, 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 in the be pubis. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> kind of monster be guy, yeah. Just his legs in. And no one's going to want that, are they? Like a man. No one's going to want it anyway. No one's going to want anything to do with that. But out of the choice, you might want it between the two. It's like two different men. You've got the man you can talk to, and then his little friend. We've, we've always found a sub-question in it. Would you rather have it attached by the head or attached I'm by the head? We'll ask that next week. But if it's attached by the head, yeah. then if he gets strong enough, yeah. he could walk around with him just on his head sometimes. <laughs> so he could get a chance. He could get, it's his turn to walk around. And he could be walking around with a guy on his head. He goes, he's attached to me, actually. <laughs> Just have it like that. Okay. I don't know why it always has to be like, like, like you'd be delighted to be detached, detached, you know, attached by the feet and have his head just sticking out there all day, not, being, not ever being in charge. You're helpless, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. It's a good point. So which of the two would you prefer, the giant penis foreskin? Sure. Yeah, or, man, the, or the, the t- man with the tiny man. Either way, up, where you, the way up gonna, your I preference. think I would definitely prefer the tiny man for a dick because you've got... If you're going on a date with them and stuff, yeah. you have more people you can maybe hit it off with. Yeah. If you, get, if you don't get on with the big guy, yeah. you might get on with the little guy and think, oh, he's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you That's can true. continue to see him on dates. Whereas with the, with the man with the, who's a penis and pulls his foreskin <laughs> down a lot, it's down to him having an amazing personality. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a, it's a horrible evening. So I would, yeah, I would rather go for the two... Oh, also, yeah. the man who's the little man penis. Yeah. Is he is he facing down or is he facing up? Can they make eye contact or not? You can do, you can do that. Just look over his shoulder <laughs> all the time. But are they like when he also when he gets erect? What happens? Yeah. Does he actually get erect? Does the little man fill with blood? Little man get all full with blood and hard, I or does he just have to? I think it'd be very hard to get erect if you had a tiny man. I think you'd be embarrassed. Does a tiny man have a tiny cock? Or well, does he have I was a, even tiny a sub- man? Subsidiary question is going to be what if the tiny man has instead of a penis also has a tiny man and so on yeah. to infinity? And also, like... then you look a step back a bit from the normal man yeah. and realize he is in turn the penis 
of an, an even bigger, gigantic man. Who I just live on, and I didn't <laughs> yeah, realise. It's, 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 it's like an island, it's like Gulliver's Travels or something. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't realised you're walking on the mm. other guy, who is in turn, <coughs> and so on to infinity, the yeah. cock of another even bigger man. And I it wouldn't realise, It goes though. all the way round until the really biggest one is the, is the cock of the tiniest man. In the world, yeah. Well, the, no, the, in the pro, oh, in the progression, so the circle, so it's just, it's circle. It's just, just eats itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds horrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's uh, nothing in that that I'd like. It'd be scary though, wouldn't it? That's why I'm very I'm scary. You've chosen that one, and then it's only later you realise. But there's always going to be a, a clause. I mean, I, I would think going on a date with either of those people, there's a catch. <laughs> I think this is too good to be true. <laughs> It can't just be that he's got a little man cock. <laughs> There's got to be something else going on here. And I'd find out later on, is this the infinite man cock? So, oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course. But how do you even satisfy him? Well, who cares? Well, I do. I'm quite a considerate lover. As long as you're turned on by it yourself, that is all that matters to be. And there's no question about that. No. Okay. Um, where do you get your crazy ideas from? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the real question. <laughs> <laughs> have you, I've never been asked that question before, have you? No, I've never been asked that, no. no. Well, it doesn't usually follow the man-cock question. Because <laughs> I'm looking at you thinking, how do you think up the stuff you think up? Yeah. With you know, my crazy <laughs> man-cock. <laughs> Um, okay, we won't ask you that, really. Uh, the um, uh, nah, That's all I've got for you. <sighs> done, the, done the dirty Britcom confessions. Uh, I've, uh, I was really... Because I don't... I don't I was, I've, what, you've got to go and... Uh, if you haven't seen James live, go and see him live. Are you, are you one of the 110 comedians touring at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am indeed. Off the back of your Mock the Week success, what chance have I got against youngsters like you? Yeah, unlucky sucker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Go and see him live. Where are you, when, are you on tour right now? Or are you, I am, right, yeah. right now, on cool. tour. Until so, when? Um, until uh, early December. Okay, nice. Jamesacaster.com yeah. um, uh, for tickets. Look out. Well, I noticed on your website that your news refers to a gig you cancelled in Oldham in 2013. Yeah, that so is that is, that's the last the piece of news that happened in your life. I've ever been on there yeah. to do news. It's like, oh, I've got to cancel a gig. <laughs> um, that, like, it was a tour show that like, had sold about five. That's what I guess. I read between the lines. I didn't want to ask yeah. you about it because it says, due to unforeseen circumstances, I thought it could be that you know, he's killed, there was course, something killed else someone as well. in a car crash. No, no. <laughs> There was something oh, else, was but I can't remember what it was, but like, okay. it was one of those things where I could have moved the other thing around. Yeah. But I was like, how many people in Oldham are in five? Can we cancel it, please? Yeah. This is unforeseen. Don't go to Oldham. That's, uh, that's what I've learned. I've only ever gigged in Oldham group. when I was in the band, and they um, okay. followed us out to the car park and booed us out of the car park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's weirdly quite did. nice and polite, though, compared to what they could do. I mean, I've done yeah. gigs where they followed you out to the car park because they want to kill you. Yeah, yeah. But to go just follow you out and go, they just. Uh, fuck off and it's like it's yeah. saying fuck off and oh, stuff okay. like that but like yeah it was just in the car with them all kind of like surrounding us and uh, like the Beatles but yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like people don't people don't like you at all so yeah for our whole gig that night we were just getting abuse shouted at us they hated right. us what was your band what kind of music was the band you were doing? that band oh. was an experimental kind of jazz pop band okay <laughs> funnily enough Oldham wasn't, Oldham wasn't ready <laughs> for it not like it yeah <laughs> So like, but it, it, it was silly as well. But like, um, we used to go on stage with like these homemade 
outfits that had like yellow velcro ties onto the, you know, just that came off of the t-shirt and went on them and we and this, like loads of different shakers and a didgeridoo and stuff like that and there was two of us playing loads of different instruments we thought it was fun um, but uh, people who didn't like it got very cross that uh, yeah. we were just like ruining their Friday night when they wanted to like yeah. you know dance or something and where they're doing stupid time changes and pauses and stuff like that being smart asses yeah. they didn't like it at all and what were other bands were you in? It sounds like you were in lots of bands. Yeah, before that I was in a, a, a folk funk band called the Capri Sun Quartet. Um, very good band. Uh, before that I was in a post-hardcore band called Free Line Whip. And uh, before that I was in the new hardcore Skiffle Movement, which is a punk band. Before that I was in Pin Drop, which is a new metal band. <laughs> All my bands. Pretty impre- were you doing comedy at the same time as this, or were you concentrating on your music? I, start, I was. I, I wanted. That's all I wanted to do was be in a band, and I, I started stand up. I did a stand a stand up gig, a few gigs while I was doing uh, music still because I was very bored, had a lot of time on my hands. So I thought I'll do some adrenaline things that like I can always I can always say I've done them. So I did a skydive and stuff like that. I did some stand up, uh, just like so I could always tell people I did stand up once, and because I didn't care. It was easy. Yeah. That's the that's the tip to anyone. If you okay. don't give a shit, it's really easy. I go on and just like not care, and everyone else on the bill will be open mic is really trying hard. And I'll go on and make it up, and I'll be walking off going, ha, ha, so easy. One of those idiots. And then as soon as I decided to try, I had the worst death. It was so bad. And Holly Walsh was there, and Holly Walsh is my friend now. Yeah. But. She still reminds me of that gig to this day, saying that it's the worst death she's ever seen. Wow. And that when she saw me, she was like, there's no way he's ever going to make <laughs> anybody out of this. He's so shit. Like, as soon as I tried, it was, like, so hard. What were you doing? Do you remember what... Was I do you remember what I was doing. Yeah. That, that gig she saw me, I was talking about my second car crash. Oh, were you? Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought I'll go on and talk about that. That would yeah. be funny. And it wasn't funny. And people just thought it was a horrible story. <laughs> and uh, then I walked off going, oh, that's a... First of all, I actually tried to plan something and it went, went really worked bad. All, it worked all right here tonight when you talked about it. That was what's weird about it is that I told my friends about the car crash yeah. and they'd all laughed. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't trying to be funny with it. So I thought, well, I'm not even trying to be funny with the story. Apparently it's great. So I'll just go and do, do it. See, what you forgot was the comedy rule of three. It only became funny after the third, third car crash. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> you had to go out and have that car Josie crash. Josie called dips. And that was the moment it all turned. Do you believe in conspiracy theories? Have you got any? Because I was, you, I was reminded when you talk about the Beatles. I was talking about last yeah. week about um, Paul McCartney's not the real Paul McCartney. A lot oh, of I love that one. A lot yeah. of people still believe that. Yeah, which I, I like find that. hard to believe. Is there, are there any that you believe are true, or that any you believe? Are... Um, uh, have you seen the Meet Free Mondays video? No, Paul McCartney. You should watch that. <laughs> I watched it today. Right. It's, it's amazing. It's him telling people to get involved with Meat Free Mondays. Right. But uh, he starts singing a song during it and putting on a very dodgy accent. Oh, really? Yeah, like a Jamaican accent. Okay. And the video ends with him going, you can do it right now, please. And it's really <laughs> weird. It's Paul McCartney doing that. So Have you seen, sure you seen you Paul it. McCartney when he was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because <laughs> <laughs> when I, I was really tired last week we got, yeah. and I couldn't sleep. And I just yeah. start, I ended up sort of going through loads of... I think it came from some Paul McCartney song on right. YouTube. I ended up going through all these Paul McCartney videos, which a lot yeah. were about conspiracy theories, but I'd forgotten. One was him on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Heather Mills, where Heather Mills... <laughs> and it's so weird watching Paul McCartney, A, being on something as stupid as that, yeah. uh, and B, all the way through, you're going, just give them the, <laughs> just just give give them the money. Don't, Don't do the, the questions. Yeah. 
Oh, you've won £32,000. Yeah. Oh, like less than I've earned in the last 40 yeah. minutes just sitting in my arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Well, was it like... even using his lifelines? Didn't care. Just <laughs> just blazing through. I was taking a guess. I don't give a shit. It's very, very bizarre. How much are you giving him? A million? <laughs> Stingy bastard talent. Um, it's very, very odd to see him. I mean, uh, there was a lot of things that were wrong with the Heather Mills, Paul McCartney marriage. But her uh, persuading him to go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Because <laughs> yeah. he did so little TV. In the 1970s, 1980s, yeah. he was renowned for never doing interviews. Yeah. And then suddenly for him to be doing something like that. Uh, oh, well. What do you um, three Mondays? Um, I, I don't believe in any conspiracy theories, really. No. I, um, I spent uh, a weekend with some conspiracy theorists recently for, for a thing. And um, that was... Pretty full on. That's pretty, they, they, they were always filming me on their mobile phones because right. they believe in like just documenting everything in case because you know, people don't act up when you're doing that. Yeah. And they, 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 all, they were protesting fracking as well. Yeah. They were in a camp by the side of the road next to a fracking site, and there was a point where loads of police came down. And they were like, uh, all the all the anti-frackers came out with their phones, were filming the police and right in their faces, going, "What are you doing here, officer?" And were filming their taser and all this, and going, "This is what they want. It's what they're doing." And then I asked one of the anti-frackers, "Why are they here then? The police and." Uh, he said, oh, um, some youths went past with cameras filming us, so um, one of us phoned the police. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but, so why are you asking them why they're here? It's like, why, why, why are they doing it? <laughs> you phoned them. <laughs> why, they got a taser? You said there was threatening behaviour. <laughs> they come down to protect you and you, pr- you pranked them. There's no way they're going to help you out now. So, uh, yeah, kind of... And you come up, up against that kind of thing, you kind of go, oh, maybe not going to be a conspiracy theorist. But, but I totally got it. Like, I was hanging out with them and going, oh, yeah, they're loving this. Like, they weren't all conspiracy theorists, but those that were really enjoyed. Like, there was one, one guy who was telling one of the young lads, like, go to the end of that field, take some walkie-talkie, and, like, tell me if you see anything weird. And I was like, that's great fun. They really enjoyed it. They could tell they were like, you know, yeah, I'll go there, I'll, I'll radio you. And, like, you know, if me and you went to a field tomorrow and I said, Rich, I genuinely believe, like, you know, we're going to, there's police are watching us all the time, you go over there and you do that. And we had that adrenaline going through us all day long, we'd be loving it. The oh, moment we realised we're just two grown men in a field yeah. running around with some walkie talkies going, all clear here, James. Or that, you know, that it wouldn't we'd be very do, we could, do you want to do that? I'll do that with you, yeah. yeah. We, could make, we could make, like, a web series. Of just me and you going around fields and uh, playing with walkie-talkies. Going, Rich, run over there, check the coast is clear. Yeah. And then you just play it, and go, it's fine. Yeah. And it was always fine. It's always fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fine. <laughs> How uh, sensitive are your nipples, would you uh, say? Not very. No, no. disappointingly. Yeah, it's disappointing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, that doesn't seem fair. Why is that worked out like that, that men... I mean, some men yeah. do, though. Some men have really yeah. sensitive, womanish nipples that yeah. become aroused and are big. And I mean, I'm guessing. I haven't, yep, sure. I haven't really looked at many sure. men's nipples in a state of arousal. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's a, why, do, why don't we get that? Because mine are now chafed. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you chafed to run. Well, because I was running and my, I didn't lose yeah. them. Well, you so they're chafed. Well, yeah, but I, I sort of like it because at least... Oh, you enjoy it. Well, they're so alive, at least now. They're, you yeah, know, they yeah. feel now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's very disappointing, like... isn't it? I, I had a, a girl uh, a girlfriend trying yeah. to tease my nipples. Yeah. It was the most... I felt like such a letdown. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's nothing there. Just well, because to show. them, if you do that to them, it's really nice. 
But if they do it to you, it's just like, well, stop, get off. Yeah. And then there's that moment of embarrassment. And they're going, oh, well, I was trying to be nice. Go, well, it's not nice. It's just weird. Yeah. Leave my nipples alone. And then you're having that kind of debate naked. Yeah. And is then it? it's, so it's the worst. And then it's wrecked it. Sitting there naked, having a bit yeah. of serious chat about <laughs> <like> your nipples. <laughs> it's not fair. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm going to find out. That's what I'm going to find out. How are your nipples, Teo? Are they sensitive? Are they erect? <laughs> do you, do you play, ever play with his nipples? What? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not filming you while I ask you. I understand this is a sensitive question. Have you got a bit of history with these two? Because I've just got here. And I don't really, um... <laughs> just for we um, met earlier. Oh, yeah. Would you ever do... I mean, that's not that perverted. Just, you know, just have a little tweet with them. See, yeah, you give it a go. And you, and you, yeah, you like it. That's not fair. I don't like it. He says he likes it. And you didn't even know that until now. This isn't the kind of environment you want to learn that in, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to learn about his nipples in front of loads of people. <laughs> They're just as up to speed as you are. So I'll ask you a couple of... Uh, people got annoyed with me last week for not asking the old emergency questions, but I don't think we need them. We've got that penis... man. That's going to last forever. That will never get old. Yeah, that penis man thing. There's, enough, there's, yeah, there's so many scenarios to go. I think you... Mm probably done them all uh, <laughs> you've done three more than I could ever have imagined would have come out have you uh, ever tried to suck your own cock um, games Acast I think yeah as a teenager yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I did well, like, like once and yeah, um, yeah it's it really horrible hurt hurt my back <laughs> I gave up very quickly I remember yeah. it wasn't like a thing where I was like I'm in this for the long haul I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do this uh, by hook or by crook but like, I, I didn't I, I, think, I think I kind of went down once and that's not happening and then, uh, and then stopped never tried again good Got, if you I mean, that, just... that, that question's quite embarrassing anyway but it's worse when people just <laughs> listen to you like it's a serious thing like when, when they all just sit there going they've heard okay well that's uh, that's something about you is it mate what I like about that question uh, now yeah. is that it started off as an uh, ad-lib thing that I asked everyone, and that was funny for a while. Yeah. And then it's become just a thing I really don't like to do. And sometimes don't like I don't enjoy it, and the audience don't in particularly enjoy it because they yeah. know what's, they've had, so heard knew, every possible answer. You knew answer. what was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, good. But I quite like the discomfort that it creates now. And yeah. like when I was talking to Danny Baker, he was amazing. It was really funny. And, he's having yeah, a really, yeah. and I asked him, and he went, Oh, now you've ruined. Now, why did you have to make it blue and all? And the, yeah. I was gonna. Uh, my daughter was gonna listen to this, and now she can't listen to it. And it really yeah. ruined the podcast for me. Yeah. Which makes the podcast way better. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that people are sitting there listening to this, going, "Oh, he's gonna have to, at some point. He's gonna, especially when it's yeah. not the matter for you, because you know, who cares sure. about you? Yeah. But <laughs> when if it, if it's like someone I if they say Michael Palin was on or someone like yeah. someone I massively respect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Get a fucking grip of who you are, James A. Caster. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if it's you or Michael Palin, yeah. if, I have, if, if I have to build up and ask lovely Michael Palin, he's never going to do the podcast, but that's my, yeah. in my dream scenario of yeah. it. And then I have to, I'm having a lovely time and we're getting on and yeah. think, oh, Michael Palin's actually going to be my friend. Yeah. And we're going to go, well, I'm going to do that thing James said he would do and that we didn't do where we go with walkie-talkies in the field. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do And that. then I have to say, Michael, yeah. have you ever tried to suck your own cock? And they'll go, oh. But that yeah. is great art. Yep. So that is... So the <laughs> fact... Tracy Because Emmett. it's my own discomfort that's the excitement that people know. Oh, he's, yeah. he's trapped in a, a maze of his own making. He has made... When he first came up with that, Shane thought, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. I've got this thing that'll be funny forever. Not seeing into the funny future. <laughs> knowing knowing <laughs> that one day it'll be a millstone around his yeah. neck. 
And yeah. that, and the people listening at home are thinking all these subconsciously. They haven't, until I pointed this out, yeah. they haven't, you know, because unlike Stuart Lee, I don't explain why my stuff's very clever usually. <laughs> I just, I let people work it out for yeah. themselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's created a bad atmosphere. That, uh, <laughs> no, that's just too true. Anyway, everyone's sitting there going, oh, that's what, what he does, isn't it? It is. Right, well, you've got to go dig it, because I'll ask you uh, yeah. one more uh, question. Have you ever seen a ghost? <laughs> no. Um, no, I've no, never seen It would be really good if you had, because this is the last It'd be great, question. wouldn't it, if I had and seen then one? It would... um, I thought our house was being burgled once, and I yeah. went downstairs in the night, I and I so. saw a light moving across the bookcase that, I, that was like very clear that it was a torch moving across the bookcase. <laughs> so I got very scared that there was a burglar in the house yeah. and woke my parents up and no one was in the house. Um, but I didn't for a second think that was a ghost. But no. I definitely saw very but clearly a torch moving across the bookcase. Well, was, was there everything. a torch being shone there? No, I don't then think that so. was a ghost. That was a ghost of a torch. It's a torch ghost? <laughs> yeah. Well, the torch There's ghosts. no reason why they wouldn't have that. A little light just... Yeah. Like the ghost of a torch that once His was. Batteries had died. Yeah, and then it came yeah, back and went, oh, I remember when I did this. <laughs> I used to light up the books. Yeah. It's all in the Acaster house. All right, we'll try one more question because that didn't really work as a final question. So I'll just try. It's a very. Uh, uh, hopefully, that, that, this. That question is quite. <laughs> hopefully, we'll do better with this one. Quite a chance. Uh. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? <laughs> Hopefully you have, because then that will really be a good yeah. end. I hope you have, because it will be a really good end to the show. I've never seen a Bigfoot either, oh, no. Oh, I've never seen a Bigfoot. For fuck's sake, is that was going to be... So what is, this is a new one. What is the worst place you have been sick? Ah. Because <laughs> um, oh for me, God, I'll give you some thinking yeah. time, the worst place yeah. I've been sick is onto my own diarrhoea. For your legs in the toilet? No, I was once... When this is the last time I was really ill, and I was nearly ill in Wales, and it reminded me of this experience. was where this question came from. Uh, I, was, I woke up... It was my birthday. Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning on my birthday. We'd been out and had a big weekend. Uh, we were in, I was in Ipswich, which made it worse. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought, I've got to go to the toilet. I went to the toilet, and yeah. it was awful diarrhoea. And then oh. as the diarrhoea, as the smell of my own diarrhoea hit my nostrils, <laughs> yeah. that made me feel a bit nauseous. I thought, well, it's, that's probably... And then I realised yeah. I was going to be sick. And yep. there wasn't time, so I just, there wasn't time to flush. So yep. I had to turn around and then Still. be sick into the toilet on top of my own diary. And you hadn't wiped your butt yet? Um, I don't think I had, but the, well, that, so. the bum was behind me, so that was... I didn't still, I yeah. worried about that. And to be honest, by the end of that morning, where I would, it, it yep. was a wonderful release every time I was sick. Yep. And I'd go to bed for an hour, and then on the hour, it was like a clock <laughs> chiming. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would then have the same thing and have this awful sickness yeah. for six hours in a row yeah. until I was bringing up something that didn't look like anything that was inside, yeah. ever been inside a human being. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like I felt like I'd vomited up my own soul. Yeah. Uh, but it was kind of wonderful as well. <laughs> you ever been anything like that? No, um, no okay. I was sick on the tube uh, on New Year's Eve uh, five times yeah. on the way home. So that was that. Uh, I just got very, very drunk. I was, a, I was uh, uh, drinking spicy Dr. Peppers all night, which is just um, <laughs> spiced rum and Dr. Pepper. Oh, God. Uh, and just drinking them all night. And then, like, at mid- and, then, and then I went to a different party for midnight and said, and then, what are you drinking? I said, spicy Dr. Peppers. <laughs> And I told him what it was, and they went, well, I haven't got any Dr. Pepper, we'll make you something similar. And they gave me like a, you know, a pink drink, I didn't have a clue what it was. Right. Drank that, and then instantly felt like I needed to go home. And uh, <laughs> it was our, me, I was living with my girlfriend at the time, 
and um, it was our first Christmas together and New Year's together and uh, yeah, she had to go home with me while I was sick. Uh, only in the tunnels, not on the actual carriages, but I'd get off. Oh, I see. I'd, I'd have to get off a lot, be sick, and then it was, uh, it was awful. It was yeah. really, really bad. This um, is actually making me feel slightly nauseous. This. I, I don't know if I'll ask this question. Uh, Charlie Brooke has actually got emetophobia. It's actually the idea of being sick. Oh, really? I'm afraid. And can't ah. stand it. So, yeah, uh, something, a, a few people... Who's, my friend's girlfriend is terrified of people being sick. Right. So yeah, she can't... Like, if he's going to be sick, like, she has to pretty much get out of the house. Yeah. And so he can puke, and then she comes back in. Well, on that, I think, you know... <laughs> not, well, you know, you have to go and do another gig, I so we're going to gonna have to end it on that. Uh, do check out James uh, on uh, YouTube and uh, his tour because it's absolutely fantastic stuff. His stuff about bringing an apple to an orchard is um, amazing, so check that Thank you. routine out. Please give a massive round of applause to James A. Castle, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much Thank for coming you. back next week with Steve Coogan next week. It's just Steve Coogan. It's not a big deal. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.